Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I hear it. She, was talking, she was talking over you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, what's going on here? How come... Why aren't we opening? I don't know. Where is it at? How come it's not playing? Oh, hang I don't on. Know. I got the wrong audio device selected. I knew that was. Let me try this again. I don't know if this is. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, and you can still hear me. Oh, wait a second. Something doesn't sound right. Hold on. Whoa. Uh, okay. Oh, it's not Halloween. Oh, my there we go. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry oh, since no. 2009. <laughs> Winemaker, Summer Master, basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine, wine less wine, wine more friendly. More friendly. <laughs> you know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I just, I love that. I just love it. Questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Is on. Here's why. Yeah, I was... I was looking for the folder, and I was in the wrong folder. I was in the Halloween folder. So it was ah. playing. It started to play the Halloween uh, intro, which – let me close that out. So I don't want to accidentally play that again. Yeah, it was starting yeah, to play the uh, Halloween thing. Um, yeah. Okay, good. So we're back to normal. Here we back are. Back to normal. It's now. The Thursday, we're not May... completing normal. No. But go ahead. And do introduce no, the okay. dates and time and all that. Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome May the sixth. Uh, we are we are uh, seven p.m. seven o something p.m. seven o two p.m. Eastern time. If you're listening to us live, otherwise it's some other time. So thank you. <laughs> and some other day, possibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I got. I'll see you all next Thursday. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. Mike's done. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, we were. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was going to say, though, not everything is back to normal because Mike still has a Coke, yep. Coke hanging yep. on. And I was sick a couple of weeks ago, and I still have a cough hanging on. If you live in Florida, you understand this. You understand that if you get a cold in Florida, you get over the really sick in about seven to ten days. But then the cough <laughs> hangs on for a month, month and a half. And then the cough finally goes away, and you feel completely 100%. But that's that's something I discovered about Florida that just drives me nuts. And I've been sick, and I've got the cough, too, now. And uh, it'll eventually well, go like, away. Stuff that I haven't been officially diagnosed with is uh, allergies. And I'm yeah. still yeah. waiting on whether or not I want to do that. But they said, oh, yeah, well, it sounds like, you know, because like every January, something happens, and I'm I'm stuffed up or something congested mm-hmm. and so it, it happens to be the height of pollen season or let's see we have we have winter for two weeks summer for eight months and then pollen season it's one of those and uh so oh, you forgot yeah, and we I, got a couple of quick go, periods of love bug season in there too so that's you know, i forgot about that heavy yeah. heavy heavy love bugs folks if you haven't 
If you don't know what a love buck is, please come down to Florida and experience this because it, it is actually right now because uh, they're starting right, to act up again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We invite you down here right now and uh, enjoy love bug season with the rest of us. Uh, bring a nice white car because um, right. they yeah. love that. And, and drive um, a lot. Just go out and drive a lot. And, yeah. Just drive a lot. They're they're out there naturally, and you see them right. in their natural habitat. Out in the open or, or on your car somewhere, you know. Smashed, but, uh, <laughs> the front of your car smashed maybe, all over. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, love bugs. That's, we, got, we got that two Why times a year. We got love bug season. Yeah. It's like, yeah. when's the next one? September? Uh, it's, it's September, late, October, uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, around there. But, um, no, it's, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're right, though. We got, you know, summer, which brings in the pollens from all the oak trees, which is like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And yep. then on top of that, you know, with the humidity down here, uh, my sinus has not been right since we moved here, you know, many years ago mm-hmm. because I got sinus problems and the humidity just sort of you feels hear, like they – You hear about tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow and uh, Saturday – I think we're supposed to have like some of the lowest humidity we've had in a long time, like really? 30, yeah, 30 to 50% or something. Wow. And uh, they're saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel really good tomorrow morning and then last all day and, and part of Saturday. So I'm like, oh, that would be nice, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, our imitation feels like temperature. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm going to have to step out 95. on the porch and read the paper yeah, or something. Wow. Ninety-five is the uh, temperature, but the feels like temperature is ninety-three. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll cool us off a little bit there. uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we have. I think that's it. Uh, That's it for me. I will see you on next. Yeah, I, I think I pretty much talked about the weather, and you know we're done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I into a wine chair, and all I got was out Florida weather. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you live in Florida, you understand. If you don't live in Florida, you're saying, "Yeah, well, we have humidity here," and yes, you do. I I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. There is there is humidity there. You know, Texas. You know, and you know, all over the country, Ooh. there's humidity. But yeah. you know, the constant humidity with the heat here. The only time I've seen it this bad in my entire life mm-hmm. was in Quinyan, Vietnam. It was mm-hmm. Quinyan, Vietnam is sitting right on a little bitty little bitty bay. Uh not not as big as Tampa Bay, but little bitty bay. And it's like was so humid there that when you woke up in the morning you would move anything and you would break out in a sweat. I mean it was oh. just it was horrible. You, your clothes were wet, clinging to you all the time. You take them off and you put new clothes on, and the new clothes were already damp. And oh, that was mm. the worst I've ever experienced in my life. And I tell you what, there's days here in Florida when I remember how bad it was in Quinion. So, mm. but, yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, so well. All right. We can talk about the weather, but you can't do anything about it. And that's the old saying, isn't it? Yeah. So. We have some miscellaneous subjects today. And we also, I'm going to talk to you about Tokay wine. I found a really interesting website about Tokay wine. So we will be... Uh, 
talking about and telling you about that and some other related subjects and things. Just some information just to broaden your knowledge and carry you through for another week. Oh, wrong website. No, that's the right one. Wineries. I haven't talked to you about wineries, the different wineries out there and what they've been doing and all that because, well, everybody's been pretty much sequestered and closed and not doing much of anything anyway. So there hasn't been much to talk about. But we do have a lot of stuff happening now. Our, our friend wineries that we've been telling you about over the over the months and years uh, are up operating again. Whispering Oaks, which is located in Florida, uh, go to winesofflorida.com. Uh, for Whispering Oaks, but they've got a busy weekend this weekend. They've got uh, yoga kicks off uh, tomorrow evening, and uh, so they, they're doing, oh, wait a minute, that's, that's this evening. Uh, they, uh, they've got blueberries uh, are still there, so you can come out and pick your blueberries while they last seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mother's Day is Sunday. Oh, yes, y'all remember that. Mother's Day is this Sunday. And moms always like wine. And uh, so check and see if she wants a dry or a sweet, but moms always like wine. And so uh, Mother's Day is this Sunday. Whispering Oaks has uh, their music and they have a meal for mom and all that that's happening. So steak night reservations are still available. And uh, then the yoga is rain or shine. They got yoga that uh, they do that uh, monthly. Uh, $15 a person includes uh, the class and a glass of wine or beer if you're into beer, so you can bring the beer lever. And uh, blueberries, like I say, are still available and they are open. Uh, Pre-picked berries available, $6 a pound in two and four pound packages. And you pick is $5 a pound. Never had their blueberries, so I don't know what they're like, but I'm sure they are the sweet variety. And then Mother's Day coming up Sunday there. So there's some things that Whispering Oaks, which is located north of Tampa in Oxford, which is just about due east of Gainesville on Oak County Road 475 again. Winesofflorida.com, www.winesofflorida.com, and you can get a hold of Whispering Oaks and see what's going on there. They've got stuff happening all the time. Barrelhead Winery. You're saying, but Ron, we've never heard you mention Barrelhead. And you're right, you never have, because Barrelhead is now the new name for Keith Joshua Winery. Keith Joshua Winery was uh, my friend over in Arizona, and he has sent out an email to everyone that said, it's been so long and so much has changed. Our family sold Keith Joshua Vineyards in Elgin in his concentrating efforts in the Wilcox AVA, where 74% of Arizona wine grapes are growing. I think that Wilcox area is up in uh, east, oh no, west of Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure it is. But 
they have sold the Keith Joshua and now call it Barrelhead Farms. And Barrelhead Farms, very limited times, open 12 to 4 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays 12 to 6. Uh, again, Arizona. Uh, they have expanded their building to include production area, and they hope to be planting more and doing more. Uh, they have uh, different things coming up. They said that they are, let's see, from Phoenix or Tucson, Highway 10, exit 336. And then it tells you the left turn, right turn, whatever, how to get to the new winery. They make, what, four? Four or six wines here. Four. They're making four wines. Uh, Amara Rosé, which is Cabernet Franc, 80%, Vognier, 20%. A Lady Magdalena, which is 80% Barbera and 20% Cabernet Franc, which is two of my favorite wines. I really, really would love to try that. And I'll have to get a hold of Keith and see if we can't get something worked out here. And they have a wine called Gunsmoke, which is 100% Tempranillo. And then Summer... Shimmer, which is a Riesling. So, well, with some Vognier? I don't know. It says Vognier in there, but it says it says Riesling on the label. Hmm, that's interesting. So either way, four wines. Keith does an excellent job on wines. I have tasted a lot of his wines over the years, and he came out with the sherry and different things like that, and some, some fantastic wines. So his new venture, best of luck to him, Barrelhead Farms, which is located in Wilcox, Arizona. And you can go to Barrelhead Farms. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, just east of uh, Tucson, uh, Tucson, south of I-10. Oh, okay. Yeah. So east uh, of Tucson and not Phoenix. Okay. Um, yeah. Wilcox, Arizona, Barrelhead Farms. Um, so you can... Uh, uh, go to the site, BarrelheadFarms.com, or if you want to find out more information, info at BarrelheadFarms.com. So there you go. That's a uh, nice guy. I uh, really is a nice guy. Good chance to meet him a few years ago, and we've corresponded back and forth quite a few times. Uh, and let's see. I thought I saw something else here that he had done. Let me... See if I can find this. Uh, here it is. Yeah, um, wine festival set for next weekend, the fifteenth and sixteenth. Is that right? Yeah, next weekend. Uh, or is following weekend? Today's the sixth. So no, you got not this weekend, but yeah, next weekend. The uh, twelve Arizona vineyards will be at the Spring Wilcox Festival on the 15th and 16th. Uh, there will be 20 non-winery vendors and two food trucks with live music. Uh, so it's, they've got it all laid out, all setting to go, and everything looking good. Uh, the wineries that's going to be at this include Birds and Barrels Vineyard, Bodega Pierce, Carlson Creek Vineyard, Coronado Vineyard, Golden Rule Vineyard, Keeling Schaefer Vineyard, Pillsbury Wine Company, 
1764 Vineyards, Barrelhead Farms Winery, Cooper Horse Vineyard, Deep Sky Vineyard, Page Cellar, uh, Page Springs Cellars, and Strive Vineyards. So a big bunch of vineyards, wineries will be there. $35 is the tickets uh, either day. So it sounds like this is going to really uh, be a good way to set off and start heading into summertime full-fledged full here. Uh, so if you are, are interested, again, Barrelhead uh, barrelheadsfarms.com, barrelheadfarms.com, and you get the information for that. Uh, Wilcox Wine Festival. And let's see, I had Tassel Ridge Winery. This is located in Iowa, uh, southeast of Des Moines. And they are pretty much open up and doing things again themselves. They've got uh, wine and chocolate pairings that they are offering. 50% uh, off shipping with 12 bottle purchase. Uh, they have uh, saying masks are still required to come into the winery. But uh, wine tasting is well. Uh, oh, wine tasting, wine by the glass, and food service are not available at Tassel Ridge at this time. When was this posted? This was posted two days ago, so I guess they're not open. But in Iowa, they might have different rules there now, so I don't know. It says uh, the winery is open for to-go only purchases or of bottles or cases of wine and pre-packaged items like jelly, dipping oils, sauces, cheeses for off-premises consumption only. Tassel Ridge Winery can ship any of our wines directly to you in Iowa, Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Minnesota, Missouri, Texas, and Washington, D.C. So no tastings and no food yet. I don't know how Iowa is doing and their schedule is for opening up stuff, but Tassel Ridge is not available. You can get a hold of them, though, if you're interested in more information at Tassel Ridge Winery. They're located in Leighton, or Leighton Iowa. Uh, they are open seven days a week, year-round, even during the snowy season, but we don't have to worry about that now. Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon to 6. And their website, you can go to info at tasselridge.com if you want to know some more stuff. But not open yet. I thought they were open. I was, might have been another one I was reading. Uh, okay, let's see. Which... Thought I had another one I heard from. Yes, I did. Inery River Winery. Inery River is located in Newbury, South Carolina. I have a grandson who's going to be getting married in a couple of weeks up in South Carolina. I don't know how far he is from there. Inery River is promoting all sorts of stuff now. Uh, this is, we've got a lot of new things coming up at the winery, new slushies, uh, peachy mango muscadine slushy, 
uh, new karaoke. Uh, pets are not permitted at the Unpack the Porch events because of liability, so you can't bring your pet, but they've got all sorts of other fun stuff to do there. Wine Slushies every Thursday through Sundays. New Flavors Weekly, April through August, extended hours. Fridays until 8 p.m., and they got karaoke. And Unpack the Porch every Sunday, which is wine, live music, and food. And let's see, they said they've got a new wine. What is it? Oh, it doesn't say here. They're keeping us in suspense. And then uh, Unpacked the Porch Wine Museum for free admission for Unpacked the Porch every Sunday, 2 to 6, March 28th, April 11th through April the 27th. So if you are in North Carolina or South Carolina, I, South Carolina, then go visit them. They are located in Newberry. Uh, and they're Email address is enryrivervineyards.com, E-N-O-R-E-E, Enry. If you're an old music fan, yes, he did consider Enry the Eighth, the old song, I'm Enry. So that was his thoughts when he named the winery Enry. So uh, South Carolina. And there you go with that one. And I think that's the only thing people have really... Oh, no, here's another one. Walsh Vineyards. I thought I was... Walsh Vineyards. Uh, Walsh, W-A-L-T-Z, vineyards.com. Walsh Vineyards, uh, spring update. They are... Uh, Market of Wilbur Wine Room is selling wine by the glass. It's open Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 11 to 3, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 6, and Sunday, 11 to 3. And they have yoga that they are also offering on Saturday mornings and Monday evenings. So a couple different times there, you can go have yoga and wine. And spring is here. They've got a 2020 Sauvignon Blanc they've released, a 2020 Estate Moscato that they've released, a 2020 Stegel or Stegel Rosé, and then their normal lineup of wines are available. So they've got quite a bit that that's going on there at Walsh Vineyards. Uh, the uh, uh, let's see the market at Wilbur. Uh, hours I told you, kitchen kettle tasting room, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Mannheim Estate Winery and Taste Room, Monday through Saturday, 11 to 5. So, Waltz Vineyards, uh, W-A-L-T-Z, Waltz Vineyards. They are located in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. So, if you're in that part of the country, check them out. Uh, they have stuff going on all the time. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm able to start sharing some wineries again that are open and doing stuff. It's been a while since we've had much of a chance to talk about wineries that's been open since everyone's been pretty much closed down for so long. I 
want to talk to you. Let me check back. There's certain things, this little bits of information. Um, let me look at this here and see what this one is here. Uh, and okay, Duckhorn, I think I mentioned is preparing for an IPO. Uh, oh. I just got a, a thing popped up. I was looking at Tesla Riz, and I just got a thing pop up here that says Iowa loosening the restrictions. That was weird. So, uh, IPO. Uh, let's see, is that what? Yeah, Duckhorn is preparing an IPO initial public offering. I read somewhere and I can't remember where I was telling Mike before the show, that a lot of wineries are now looking at offering uh, initial public offering stocks is what an IPO, an IPO means initial public offering. And uh, it raises money for whoever is doing it. I mean, it's a good way to raise capital and raise funds and all that. But I heard that a lot of wineries are considering or are in the work you you have to file and do all the good stuff legally and all that to be able to do that but wineries are starting to look at doing this IPO to raise some much needed capital after the COVID shutdown and you can understand that they are looking at getting back on their feet after losing money for basically a year I mean it was nice to know and nice to see that they were that they survived but some of them barely so keep an eye out if you are a person who plays in the market if you're one that does look at that stuff and and take you know does anything with the market the IPOs for wineries might be a good way to go because if they're offering like Duckhorn, Duckhorn is a well-known winery, been around for a long time. And I think the reason that most of them are going to be offering stock is just try to raise some capital. I mean, obviously, they're not going to let you buy 50% of the business or 51% of the business, but they're going to put some stock out there to let you uh, feel like you're part of the whole thing. So... Consider that. Okay, let's see. Uh, there's a couple, three things here I saved, and I started them because there was things I wanted to share with you. And I don't know why. I oh, here it is. Arizona, an emerging wine region. Well, we know Arizona is an emerging wine. It's past, it's past emerging, in my opinion. Arizona has been around and done some great wines for a long time now. They have been well, east of uh, west. I keep saying east. West of Tucson, not Tucson, but west of Phoenix in the Sonoma region, or Sonita. So you need a region. There's a lot of wineries, and they're doing well, doing a lot of stuff there. And now west of Tucson is another region where they became really quite accomplished and, and growing a lot. 
So if you are in the Arizona region uh, for any any reason, even if you're passing through and taking some of the main highways through there, wineries are within a half hour of any main road there. You need to really check them out. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the Arizona wines. They do not ship in the summer, though. This is one thing you've got to keep in mind. If you're going to visit a winery and you want them to ship wine home to you, they won't do it in the middle of the summer. What they will do is they'll hold it until the weather cools a little bit because they, over the years, have found that when they try to ship in Arizona in the summer, the heat and amount of time that it takes to go through the system before it starts getting to you is too much for the wine. And so for the simple purpose of not cooking their wine, and believe me, that is probably the proper term for it there is cooking their wine. Uh, So they won't cook their wine. They will hold on to it and not ship until uh, it cools off a little bit, temperature hits a a certain level. What would I do? I just, there it is. Okay. Um, Until it cools off and temperature hits a certain level, and then they will start shipping it to you. Okay, now let's look at. Okay, why are you doing this? Okay, there we go. Uh, computer did a couple of funny things there. I didn't understand. And let's see. Well, that's what it did. Jumping around on me here. This article said that wine has dropped the alcohol by volume category. It's becoming very very popular to get wine that is lower in alcohol. I, I yeah, maybe. I mean, people used to come into the winery and say, "Do you have any non-alcoholic wine?" And I would respond, "That's called grape juice, and you can get it at your grocery store." Uh, <laughs> just you know, uh, wine is fermented grapes, and so therefore you're going to get alcohol. Uh, so uh, let's see, champagne shipment is down um, because it's a it's a still having problems over there in France with weather's and different things too. So uh, oh, yeah. Okay, why is I looked at these things to save them and look at it, and for some reason, I'm not seeing the articles that I want to pass off to you. That is just so... Um, oh, <laughs> here's one of them that I I found. This This is simply because my daughter lives in Utah, uh, I saw this here, and I, I thought this was funny. It says, apparently fearful Utah might get bypassed by other states in the look-at-our-crazy-alcohol-law sweepstakes. 
The state is considering a bill that would finally allow Utahns to buy beer, wine, and spirits online. One caveat, the buyer can't pay for the beer online and must go to the store to pick up and pay for the wine. Huh? Come on, that's just humor, straight-up humor, right? People often accuse Utahns, and particularly their Mormon majority, of being humorless, but I think they're... This attempt at e-commerce proves that stereotype worthless. And basically what they're saying is you can order online, but then you got to go to the store and you got to pay for it and pick it up. <laughs> you can't have it shipped to you. And you... <laughs> it's the new introduced bill, HB 371, is a catch-all alcohol measure sponsored by Representatives Timothy Hawks and Steve Waldrop. And it says that uh, addresses some of the convenience that the consumers have been clamoring during the pandemic. But here's the thing: in the alcohol world, this issue is for customer convenience and not anything in the bill that says that it's going to make it more convenient for you. The bill just basically says. You can go online, you can order, then you've got to go down to the store and you've got to pick it up and you've got to pay for it and do everything there. You can't have it shipped. You can't do anything else. I just mentioned all that. Oh, my guy's crazy. So, I mean, even with, you know, the alcohol, drinking age and all that, you still got to go to the store. So, you know, like I said, Utah is still trying to keep their uh, title of state with crazy alcohol law title as number one. I think Alabama it works with them, but I think Alabama is starting to allow some some little bit of convenience in their shipping. So, so thank you, Utah. You give us our chuckles for the for the day in your crazy laws there. Uh, Duckhorn, here we go. Uh, Duck corn and small papers go public with the stock offering, and it needs to be approved by the SEC, and it probably will with no problem at all. And duck corn is the first one to get out there and do that. Um reason I'm telling you again after I just talked about it was because um, this is a much more in-depth article talking about duck corn doing it and how much they hope to raise and all that stuff. They expect, uh, well, here we go. The SEC following the company cites 1.4 million cases sold in 2020, uh, with 39% coming from direct-to-consumer. They own also 843 acres of vineyard, over 22 sites, and reported sales of $270.6 million with 32.4 million in net income and they are looking at an initial IPO of well they don't know yet uh, they looked at selling the company to Constellation Brands but that didn't work out so now they're trying to do an IPO to try to raise money that way and the SEC is looking uh, are, you know the S EC is looking at approving it, so it probably will be done. 
which will open the door for others to do it too. You got to go through the got to go through the steps to do it properly, and more than likely that will be done. Uh, and let's see, nothing else on that page. All right, I want to get those things out of the way because I wanted to talk to you. Uh, is this what I want to talk about a little bit? A couple of things here. Well, this is about quark and why does quark matter. But we have talked about quark a lot, haven't we? Let's not talk about quark. Uh, we will eventually again, but let's not talk about it right now. Let's talk about Tokay. Hungarian Tokay. T-O-K-A-Y or T-O-K-A-J. It just really depends on what spelling you're going to get. But I found this site called Tokay Today, spelled T-O-K-A-J. And it's really uh, everything you want to know about Tokay. I mean, it really is quite a comprehensive website, but you don't have to find it and read it if you don't want to, because I'm going to tell you some stuff about it right now. Tokay, T-O-K-A-J. Uh, located in Hungary. It has been around forever and ever. A little bit of quick history of Tokay, since it pops up on my screen. Excuse me. 1570, first known mention of, of, of Asu, A-S-Z-U, Asu wine, in a dictionary by, oh my gosh, they're going to make me speak Hungarian, and y'all going to laugh because I have no idea how to speak Hungarian. Uh, first in dictionary by Balaz uh, Shigasi uh, Fabricio, who was a scholar at Sarasvetic College. 1570, the first mention. 1611, first known mention of the great variety ferment in the Tokay region. 1670, world's first vineyard classification, Bahalapi. Many more to follow in the coming centuries, including Bellis in the 1720s. 1737, demarcation and appellation control. Royal Charter lists 22 towns and villages as part of the Tokay region. 1885, phylloxera hits Tokay. Subscription replanting secure the dominance of ferment and uh, harsilevlu, harsilevlu, which is grapes. 1885, Flaxra. 1950s, communist takeover of Hungary. Nationalization and state-run mass production result in deterioration of quality. 1990s, revival. Azu wines are reborn as new leading producers revert to the style of Tokay's golden age. And in the 2000s, modern Tokay dry wines emerge and become the main growth driver in about a decade's time. Now, Tokay is some of the sweetest wines in the world. When you talk about sweet wines, Tokay is always in that category of sweet wines. French sauternes, 
uh, Botrytis wines, light harvest wines, Tulkes, ice wines from Germany, uh, Baron Ostleis, and Baron Ostleis. These are all very sweet wines, and, and the Tulkes is right up there with them uh, forever. But now they're making them dry, and I thought that was an interesting approach to the Tokays. I'm sure they have for a long time, but now now they're doing it more than they ever have. The grapes used in Tokay ferment, F-U-R-M-I-N-T, ferment. 67% of the plantings uh, are in ferment. Uh, and then, like I said, Hersado Blue uh, is 20% of the plantings. And then 10%, oh, I'm going to destroy this word, uh, Sargam Muscatolele, 10%. Zeta, 2%. Uh, Coverslolo, uh, Coverzolo is about, oh, what, 65, about two-thirds of an acre. And then, let's see, is that the last one? Yeah. So that is the grapes that they're on them. But the ferment, most common, to native there is uh, one known parent being the Goulas Blanc, and the other parent likely lost to extinction over the centuries. It was first mentioned in 1611. It is actually the same grape as the Sipon, S-I-P-O-N, in Slovenia, the Musklovac in Croatia, and the Pushapol in uh, Croatia. So uh, it's got other places by different names. It uh, 67% of all plantings in Tokay, which is around 5,800, wait a minute, no, 9,600 acres, so it's quite a bit. It's all over the place there. Still wine and off-dry. Still dry and off-dry. Also a sparkling dry. It's a natural sweet wine. And it is also made in a botrytis dry style, which is interesting. I don't know. The word ferment does not have any specific meaning in modern, modern Hungarian. Okay, oh, I can listen to how it's pronounced and say it right. Ferment. Ferment. Okay, ferment. That's one cool thing about the site, too, to tell you how to pronounce everything, which even so, you never be able to do it. Next grape is... Harslevedu. Harslevedu. Oh. You can see that. That's a white grape, native to Tokay. Uh, One known parent being the ferment, and the other one likely extinct. Uh, First mentioned in 1723. Uh, There's another grape, Linden in Austria, and Lipovina in Slovakia, same grape. Styles, dry, still dry and off-dry, sparkling dry, natural sweet, and Bertrandus dry, same as the ferment. The word Hasselvega literally means linden level, uh, leaved, linden leaves, for its leaves are slightly rounder and less deeply lobed than that of the ferment and are remotely similar to those of the linden tree. 
So that is the second most planted grape. And the third one, oh, this is horrible. Sargamushkatei. Sargamushkatei. Yeah, White grape, uncertain or origin, Greece or Italy. First mentioned in 1304, uh, being planted by other names in France, Italy, and Greece. Still dry, off dry, and non botrytis natural sweet. Uh, the name Sargamuscatay literally means yellow muscat. And you're familiar with the muscat grape if you listen to me at any for any length of time. I've mentioned the muscat before, so it's that style. Zeta. Zeta. Z E T A. Zeta is white grape, a cross between a ferment and Beauvais in 1951. And the original name, Zeta. Uh, was or Ormus, and it was changed in 1999. That's been used ever since for that. Tokay is the only reason where it's growing. And mostly botrytis berries. Uh, rarely is it used by itself. It's usually used as a balloon. The name Zeta means Zeta, which is the sixth letter of the Greek alphabet. Zeta is also an extremely rare muscadine, uh, oh, I'm sorry, extremely rare masculine given name. So you, uh, Zeta can be a, a man's name, but rare to hear it there. Next grape that is grown in the region is a. Kurveshkuzulu. Ooh. Kurveshkuzulu. It is white grape also. Uh, Hungary or Romania from, uh, there's another grape in Romania that goes by a different name, which I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce. Uh, mostly it's grown in Romania, but uh, Hungary grows some in the uh, Tokay region. The style non-botrytis or botrytis late harvest style, sweet wine. Rarely is it ever made in a dry style. The word Zulu literally means fat grape, referring to its large berries. The juice in that region is the Kabar, K-A-B-A-R, Kabar. And that's a white grape. It is a cross between the Herzlezvalu and the Beauvais. And it's no other grapes are being grown by any other name. Grown in basically Tokay only. Uh, mostly picked as botrytis berries and never done in dry or off-dry varieties. Very rare. The word Kabar is actually the name of an ancient ethnic group of Turkic origin that amalgamated into the Hungarian nation a millennium ago. So it is uh, a group of persons. That is the grape varieties that are used in the Tokay wine region. The styles, they have names for the different styles that they do, um, which is... Let's see. Uh, top quality wines only, it's about 30% of the wines being produced. Uh, pretty strict 
on each one pretty strict requirements and things they have to do. The first one, Asu, A-S-Z-U, Asu, uh, is the Botrytis berries are picked separately and then macerated generally for half a day to three days in often fermenting grape juice, also known as base must, or in a fully fermented finished base wine of the same vintage. During maceration, the berries absorb most of the base must wine and are then pressed. The resulting juice is fermented into azu wine in a steel tank or barrel. Then they got aging requirements. Asu wines can be released on January the 1st in the third year after the year of harvest at the earliest. That is to say the overall barrel plus bottle aging requirement is a little more than two years. Within this period, the wine must spend a minimum of 18 months in oak. These rules have been in place since the harvest of 2013. This means, for instance, that Azu wines of the 2020 vintage cannot come to market before January 1st, 2023. Bottling requirements Azu wines can be released in clear glass bottles that are standardized for Tokay Botrytis wines and mostly come in capacities of 500 mil or 375 mil. Bottles of this type, size 250 mil, 187.5 mil, or even 100 mil, could legally be used as well, but they virtually never are. Minimum sugar content, 120 grams per liter. Very high, people. Approximately 10% of the region's quality wine production. First mentioned, 1570. And the original name of this style was Azulazolo Bora which is literally a wine from dried, shriveled grapes. Later, abbreviated to Azubor and then Azu. The word Azu is actually an old form of modern Hungarian Azot, the latter meaning shriveled, dried. In modern Hungarian, the word Azu only means this style of wine. So... And I went through all those rules and regulations just to show you the requirements that is required of the regions and the grapes and everything. I mean, it's not, they're very, very strict things you have to follow on each of these regions. And these, these are the regions that, uh, do these reads. This one, Samorodi. Uh, this is an, another one. Uh, it is 10% uh, of the region uh, wine production, around 99% of it is sweet. Uh, and it is also uh, required to be released on January 1st in the second year after the year of harvest at the earliest. So that means that it's a little over a year that it's going to be sitting in barrels. Again, 500 or 375 milliliter, although you can use smaller ones, which never are. And the name literally means main wine or prime wine. Another region? 
Kishui Suret. Kishui Suret. And they also come out with uh, a very sweet wine, 45 grand per liter on that, which is high. Uh, the region uh, literally means late harvest wine. And so late harvest, usually sweet. Uh, next one is... Fortitash. And that's 45 grams per liter on that sugar, too. Uh, Fortitash literally means turning. Historically, the macerated botrytis berries were always shoveled into textile sacks before being pressed underfoot to allow the liquid phrase to easily separate from the solid phrase uh, during pressing. Therefore, the word fortitash alludes to the move of turning the pressing sacks inside out to transfer the berries back into a wooden maceration vat for a second maceration for fortitash. Of course, that's no longer the way it's doing it, but that's where the word came from. Uh, next one. Maslash. Maslash uh, is an old form of modern Hungarian Maslosis uh, literally means copying. This is because the method of production is sort of a copy of that of the zoo wine. Uh, replacing the botrytis berries in the process. Uh, it actually was used in mostly in Poland, uh, which means a lower concentration of uh, sugars, although it's not 45 grams per liter. Not much of a production, only a half a percent of production in the, in the regions. Uh, next one. Essentia. 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 Uh, there's no aging requirements, no uh, no real strict volume requirements. Again, 500, 375 milliliter. Essentia means essence in English. So, uh, Essentia. And then you have... Uh, a lot of other whites that are being uh, done in the areas. Uh, no aging requirements on those. 57% uh, of the region's quality wine is done by different white wines. And then the last one here. <coughs> excuse me. Last one here is Pesgu. Pesgu is... Uh, a little bit less requirement, uh, no special, special bottling requirements. Nine months in the bottle is only aging that is, is required on it. 90 days on the lease. And those are the wine styles that are available in the Tokay. And then there's 27 villages and towns within the region. And these 27 villages and towns are actually, some of them were mentioned, most of these 1641 uh, population as of 2013 is rather low. I mean, you know, we've got 2,286 on this one town, uh, 1,882 on this one, 1737. Uh, here's one that uh, only has not, uh, 946 population. 
So a um, bunch 255 on this one town. So most of them are pretty small. This is a bigger town, 15,785, but most of them are pretty small towns around there. It's just little small villages, if you will, uh, all around the region um, growing uh, 2K. And uh, uh, a reasonably small area, reasonably small area in Hungary, uh, but it's been left alone to produce the sweet wines of Tokay. I've had some Tokay wines. They're, they're they're delicious. They really are. It's just it's unbelievable how delicious. I can honestly say I've never had a dry Tokay wine, which might be interesting. I've uh, it's it's hard to imagine why they would make it in a dry style. Uh, most of the grapes aren't really noted and to me it seems oh maybe the people around there wanted something counterproductive to make to be making dry to cake wines uh it's like salt turns you always think of salt turns as being sweet almost a honey consistency and somebody say well i'm making a, a dry salt turn from france and you're going what yeah it's just not any sense at all but they do make Drawing 2K. So, uh, interesting, interesting area there. Interesting history of it. And just about one of the better sweet wines in the world. And they do get expensive. I, I hate to say it's not something that you would enjoy every night, but they are good wines. You can check out the site at 2K today. T O K A J today, T-A-D-Y, not T-A-T-O-D-A-Y, today.com and you can click on all this other stuff and everything else and find out about it, and you can always um, contact your local liquor store, see if they have them. I don't know. I had, it, You don't see them as often as you do a lot of the other sweet wines, so I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out, but there we go. 2K and some other information and we are done for this week. I don't have a guest for next week but uh, we will soon. Yeah, we will soon. I'm I'm working on some other guests here so we will soon. So as of right now we don't have a guest for next week. Maybe somebody might be free. I'm I'm in contact with some people so maybe somebody might be free and want to do it. So that's always a possibility. Uh, You can always check we always post it as soon as we find out stuff. So, and there we go. That's it. All right. Um, yeah, I was just uh, and one of my fault notes when I go in to uh, look for wine or any other beverage, but uh, I always seem to gravitate towards the U.S. wines, and you know we talk about all these international ones, and I, I just I don't remember ever really having an any other wine that that wasn't made here and i don't know why and um yeah. maybe i should uh kind of branch out and try something else <laughs> i don't know yeah you really should and, and that goes for everybody out there i mean don't you yeah. know i mean u.s wines are so easy to get i mean you walk into any grocery mm-hmm. store any convenience store any liquor store there's yeah. all these u.s wines but there are lots of other wines from other places that are reasonably priced too so <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, if you can't if you can't get out and go to your liquor store, 
if you have DoorDash in your area, you can order from DoorDash now. I mean, there you go. For a bit, but I just happened to, you know, go down the list and I go, a liquor store, what? So I clicked on it and I go, oh my gosh, you could get anything and just yeah. brought to you. I mean, what a what a neat service. It, it hasn't been too never, good for food. Uh, for but, but, never uh, have to leave your house. You can just sit yeah. there and have wine yeah. brought to you, have food brought to you, have toilet totally paper have brought to you. You're no, sad, you know? Yeah, there's no excuse for not trying trying something. And and it's you know yeah. what I looked at, I was like, that's, that's reasonably priced. But uh, the wine selection, I don't know, the one that that we have here was kind of uh, limited. But uh, anyway, it was like yellow yellow tail, I think yellow yellow tail. Yeah, yellow tail is from Australia. Very yeah. popular, very popular. Wines. Oh really? Oh, yeah. it was local. Well, I might no, have to try it then. Yellow tail is huh. Australia. Well, I yeah. just I might have to try some, and uh, that would be my first international wine. Really? Um, and then yeah. the other one, I think, yeah, the other one was uh, Barefoot, and we all know Barefoot, so Barefoot, um, yeah. And yeah, I talk to those people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I didn't realize that was Australian. So I, yeah, uh, yeah, y'all tell us Australian. Yeah. <laughs> that delivered sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't have to get up. Yeah. Don't have to even take the headsets off. You can just say, "Leave it by the That's door." Right. You know? That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Oh, very good. We are we are done for another week. Perfect. Thank you for listening. And yeah. uh, be uh, now, or you know, Stitcher or whatever format. Again, if you're listening to us on something other than Blog Talk Radio or Facebook. Uh, drop me a line. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Uh, just so yeah. we know. I mean, with Gary from Texas, thank you. He dropped us a line and said he was listening to us on Stitcher. Yeah. We had no idea that Mm-mm. that was being used out there for the program. So, you know, it, it's good to know this stuff. You know, not that it means anything, but it's just good to know. Well, so. What the reach is. Um, okay. Yeah. We will be back. Next Thursday, uh, the 13th. Ooh, lucky 13. Uh, we'll be lucky back at uh, 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time right there on uh, whatever host uh, you're listening us to on. There you on go. To. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in, and uh, have a great week and a great weekend. And uh, happy Mother's Day. For and happy Mother's Day, all the mommies and all the, all the yeah. other mommies and wannabes and all that. Be safe out there. Yeah. Have a good weekend. And see you next week. Thank you. All right. See you. Hope that's the right one. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> all About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. All right.